Good day, good day, good day, everybody. Long time since I've done a podcast. I'm slowing that down. If you want to see me more regularly, just go over to my YouTube channel at Quant Labs. Again, that's YouTube. Uh, channel name is Quant Labs. All right. What I want to talk about was um, the general rule I don't like about shorting. I thought it'd be more interesting. I think I've done a topic on this before. I thought I'd reiterate it. Uh, this is about shorting. Uh, why I just don't feel comfortable doing shorting. Uh, I've seen some in interesting situations where the markets have done fairly well. Um, and then other times like last year where the markets just constantly were falling. And you thought, well, let me try some bearish ETFs, see how they do, equivalent of shorting, and uh, they don't work. You, you can lose money very quickly on those type of ETFs on the bearish. So I wanted to go through this article again. Uh, I think this has been reposted. doesn't matter. You, new Trader U, letter U, newtraderu.com. Article is Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, 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 short selling. All right, so um, just going to pull up some quotes here. Um, so this was from a 20, 2001 Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder meeting. Uh, Warren Buffett and uh, Charlie Munger were explaining how they dislike short selling. So this is definitely a repost. So the question was, I'd like to hear your thoughts on selling security short and what your experience has been recently and over the course of the career. Second question I'd like to ask is how you go about building a position in a security you've identified. Using USG as an example, I believe you bought most of your short shares at between 14 and 15 a share, but certainly you have bought it when it was a reasonable investment at 18 or 19. Why was 14 or 15 the magic number and now that it's dropped around 12? Do you continue to build your position? How do you decide what your ultimate position is gonna be? So Buffett responded, um, I can't talk about specific security, so our buying technique depends very much on the security uh, we're dealing with. Security might take many, many months to acquire, other times you can do it very quickly. It may uh, pay to pay up, other times doesn't. It's true you never know how exactly the right technique to use you're doing it, but you just use your best judgment on the uh, past purchase. Um, short selling is an interesting item to study because it's ruined a lot of people. It's the sort of thing you can go broke. Bob Wilson, uh, famous stories about him and Resorts International. He didn't go broke doing it. He's done very well subsequently. But being short, sometime, something where your loss is unlimited, woohoo, that's true, is quite different than being long. Something uh, you've already paid for. Uh, it's tempting. You may see more many stocks that are dramatically overvalued in your career. You'll see stocks that are dramatically undervalued. It's the nature of securities markets to uh, occasionally promote various things to the sky. Securities will frequently sell for five or ten times what they're worth, and they will seldom sell for 20 or 10% of what they're really worth. So therefore, you see 
these much greater discrepancies between price and value on the overvalued side. Um, and that's what we're going through right now. You might think it, you make money on short selling. And all I can say, it hasn't been for me. I don't think it's been for Charlie. It's been very, very tough business because of the fact you face unlimited losses, because of the fact that people have overvalued the stock, very valued, overvalued stock are frequently on some scale between promoter and crook. And that's why they get there. Uh, once they're there, they also know how to use the very valuation to bootstrap value into a business. So if you have stock that's selling at 100, that's worth 10. Obviously, it's the interest to go out and issue a whole lot of shares. And if you do that, when you get all through, the value can be 50. So that's why they're doing a lot of buybacks, issuing a lot of shares, a lot of these companies. In fact, there's a lot of chain letter type of stock promotions that are sort of based on the implicit assumption that management will keep doing that. And if they do it once and build up at 50 by issuing a lot of shares at 100, when it's worth 10, and the, and now the value's at 50. People say, well, these guys are so good at that. Let's pay 200, 400, or 300, and they can uh, do it again, and so on. It's not usually uh, clear in their minds, but that's the basic principle underlying a lot of stock promotion. This is now getting into Tim Sykes stuff. Uh, you can run out of money before the promoter runs out of ideas. In the end, they always work. I mean, I would say that any of the things that we felt like shorting over the years, the battling average is very high in terms of eventual outcome. They would work out very well eventually if you held uh, them through. It's painful. It's been my experience that it's a whole lot easier to make money on the long side. But being, that's the important one. Let me repeat that. A whole lot easier to make money on the long side. I had one situation, actually an arbitrage situation when I moved to New York in 54. Surefire tr type transaction, arbitrage transaction that had worked, but there was a technical wrinkle in it. And I was short something. I, I felt like for a short period of time, I was feeling it was very unpleasant. You can't make it, in my view, really big money at doing it because you can't expose the loss that would be there if you do it on the big scale. And Charlie, how about you? Munger jumped in. Ben Franklin said, if you want to be miserable, borrow a lot of money to be repaid at Lent or something to that effect. Similarly, being short something which keeps going up because something is promoting it in a half crooked way and you keep losing and they call you for more margin just isn't worth it to have that much irritation in your life. It's hard to make money somehow, somewhere else with less irritation. Buffett added, I would never work on Berkshire scale anyways. You would never do it for the kind of money that would necessarily do it or have a real effect on the Berkshire overall value. It's something we think. It's interesting, though, I mean, I've got a copy of New York Times from the day of the North Pacific corner. And that was a case where two opposing entities each own over 50% of North, North Pacific Railroad. And when two people each own 50 of something, you know it's going to be interesting. North Pacific on that day went from 170 to 1,000. It was selling for cash because you had to actually have the confidence, the certificates, the day rather than the normal settlement date. And on the front page of the New York Times, which incidentally sold for a penny in these days, 
right next to the story about it. It told it told about a brewer in Newark who had gotten a margin call that day because of this, and he jumped into a hot vat of beer and died. That's never really appealed to me as the ending of a financial career. Oh, yes. This is where he shows his age. And who knows? They had a Piggly Wiggly, and there was a corner in Auburn Motors in the 1920s. There were corners that were part of the game back when it played in a kind of a footloose manner. And it did not pay to be short. Actually, during that period, you'd find it interesting. To the current issue of the New York New Yorker, maybe one issue ago, the one that had an interesting story about Ted Turner, there's also a story about Hetty Green. He was one of the original corporations of Hathaway Manufacturing, half of our Berkshire Hathaway operation back in the 1880s. Hetty Green, she was piling up money and she was the richest woman in the U.S., maybe in the world. Maybe some queen was richer abroad. She made it by slow, old-fashioned way. I doubt she was ever short on anything. So as a spiritual descendant of Hetty Green, we're going to stay away from shorts at Berkshire. Uh, so here are the t- key takeaways. Short selling is a complex, highly high, high-risk strategy involving potential for unlimited loss. Market anomalies often lead to more overvalued stock than undervalued ones, making it tempting for traders to engage in short selling. Successful short selling is challenging due to its unpredictability of market forces and the manipulative tactics of promoters and fraudsters. And again, that's on... That can be said about the bearish ETFs, I think, as well. While short selling can result in substantial profit in the short term, it's often more rewarding and less stressful to invest in undervalued stock over the long haul. Making money through short selling is not conclusive to a significant financial growth due to uh, associated risk and ability to do it on a large scale. Short selling often brings more frustration and irritation than it's worth specifically uh, when dealing with deceptively promoted stocks. I don't think stocks are promoted as much. I mean, that's pretty well dead concepts thanks to ETFs. Uh, despite its enticing nature, short selling is not a viable strategy for large-scale investment entities like Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, conclusion, short selling, Buffett, Martin Munger, emphasize the perils and complexities to overshadow its, its uh, potential profit. They argue that the sheer unpredictability of the stock market uh, copy coupled with potential for dishonest stock promotion can cause catastrophic loss. Uh, while substantial short-term gain may be tempting, their experiences suggest a long-term value approach, more lucrative, sustainable, and less stressful investing strategy. It becomes clear that rigor and risk of short selling, especially on a large scale, outweigh the potential rewards, therefore aspiring experienced uh, investors alike would do well to heed their advice and from two of the most successful investors of our time totally agree as i said i've had not great success with bearish etfs um just something i wouldn't consider um just pass that along to anyone listening out there thanks for uh listening we shall have hopefully have a good day Oh, yes. Uh, if you're interested, we can code up your trading idea. Just go over to quantlabs.net slash books, and uh, we can get you started on that. Over and out. Later.